Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It is week two of the NFL season. Feeling good. Niners are winning. Warriors sound like they making some moves. So we got some stuff to talk about, fellas. How y'all feeling today? Solid. I'm I'm good, but sober. Sober chill today. I don't know what, what to expect with that. This is the first time we had a sober chill, so... I'm I'm lowering my expectations, man. I'm not going to expect too much from you today because I ain't never met Sober Chill before on the podcast. <laughs> Joe, how you feeling, man? I'm solid this evening. I mean, I just got off of work, and uh, unlike you, unlike uh, Chill, I'm going to go ahead and uh, finish pouring into this uh, Sapporo uh, beer that I have here after a long, hard working uh, day. That Beautiful. I deserve a good uh, a good brew. Beautiful. So. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry that, uh, that <laughs> people are, are are not going to be where I'm going to be at at the end of this show. But uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good to go, guys. Yeah, you. You know, it's okay though, because I, I this this reminds me. I got to start thinking of what beers I want you to get me. You guys to get me when uh, after I win this bet for next year. What's this bet now? What is this bet? The Jordan Pool bet, man. Just. Oh, what's the bet? What's the bet, Chill? We got to revisit. I think I said he was going to average what over twenty five. No, you said. Well, yeah, I guess you did say twenty five, but I thought you said thirty. We'll revisit. I'll go back and listen because I swear you said thirty. Maybe thirty is a tattoo on the butt, but you said some ridiculous number that I don't think he's going to reach. So we'll revisit. I said he was going to average a certain amount of points, and he was going to be an all star. Yeah. In the Eastern Conference, I mean, they're giving away. I mean, the way the NBA votes on All Stars now, they're just giving away positions. But I, 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 we could we could definitely uh, revisit that. Uh, yeah, we'll revisit that. I'll I'll go back and we'll talk about it next pod. But I think it was thirty. <laughs> I think it was thirty. But we'll 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 see. But you did you did bring up an interesting topic off off air that I feel like we should talk about. I'll let you introduce it, Jill. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about the Not So Dream Team. And their catastrophic failure that they had, and even with that, I want to try to kill this narrative that the the rest of the country is catching up to America in basketball. I I think that's total bullshit and malarkey. Um, <laughs> DC doesn't think that way. He thinks it's the absolute truth. But one perspective that we haven't heard yet is my man Joe Hawks. So Joe Hawks, take it away. I mean, you said that you don't you 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 don't believe that the rest of the world is picking up on uh, on uh, the USA um, talent. Was that what you're no. saying about the Olympic Games? You, that's what. That, so that, I, that? I, okay, I'll, I'll break it down. Yeah. What, I would, what, I what I mean by that is, if you actually take, I'm, I'm talking as far as Olympic basketball. Uh huh. If you take. The best, the absolute best of USA. Okay. And put them in that turn. Nobody's beating them. Then why didn't the USA decide to send their best man? Well, I mean, if, if it was really USA's decision, if they had to force these players, I'm sure they would have. Or maybe these guys up there just didn't think, they just thought that maybe Team USA just thought they could just put anybody together and they could just dominate the world. Uh, right. The world stage, I like mean, they used to do, right? I mean, like they used, exactly. So now, now all of a sudden, because they up there went ahead and got partied on the world stage, now LeBron's calling everybody, like, yeah, let, you know, let's get the band together and let's go back and get, you know, restore some American pride. Where were you guys at when this tournament was going on? Like, the, the only person I saw seriously, 
if you want to go back, if you really want to be real about it, you want to go back and look at that FIBA tournament. Uh, there was only maybe two people, as a matter of fact, one for sure that I thought wanted it the most, and that was Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Everybody saw how much Absolutely. how much he was a dog out there. How much he up there was up there wanted it wanted it more than most of the guys out there uh, uh, against uh, against tough competition. Maybe Mikael Bridges, but other than that, I didn't see anybody else that wanted it uh, wanted to uh, represent Team USA like uh, Mikael Bridges. Uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Anthony Edwards. Because a lot of those guys are just happy to say they got the jacket to say that they were uh, part of a, a USA uh, Olympic basketball. So I mean, let's be real about it. If the if if, if the NBA wanted, if, if the US really wanted to to actually win the FIBA Cup, they would have sent some of their they would have sent the best guys out there, not just some like oh you know what Jared Jackson sounds like he's a guy that we might want right. to put out. There. Jalen Brunson's the guy. Don't get it wrong. And these guys are and these guys are cool. And these guys are fine. But when you up there want to represent the world stage in FIBA and on the uh, you know on international competition, and you talk about you up there are the premier basketball entity in the world, just send some of your best guys. Don't give me this after the fact nonsense. I'm just saying. Okay. No. Okay. So I agree with you there, but. If they di- if we did have our top brass, okay, there at the tournament, do you think anybody's beating them seriously? And this this question is for both of you. No, 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 no. We 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 know. We and know I'm not making that argument. No, we no. Okay. But when you okay. talk, well, yes, but when you talking about if 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 uh, if you want to debunk the fact that uh, that 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 the U.S. that the U.S. Is, doesn't have any competition, uh, kind of sorely mistaken now. Because I mean, if 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 they re- like I said, if they really wanted to 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 showcase this world talent, that it's best talent, they would have sent the LeBron Jameses of the world. Steph Curry would have been like, all right, yeah, I'm down. Devin Booker, all of a sudden, you know, I got next. Like, no, don't give me this after the fact right. nonsense. You know what I'm saying? Just because you guys lost. I mean, let's be real about it. They were only doing this because the the the, the, the team USA got a black guy on the international stage. And chill. We didn't even get bronze, fellas. Not even so, bronze. I mean, so, but so look again. at that team, though. I mean, you can look at that team and go in the past and maybe say, yeah, they should have at least meddled. But like this is this goes to my argument. You can't look at that team and see where they place and not say that the the. The world is catching up. And Chilla, I want to ask you a question along these lines. Can you okay. name me, let's say the top seven, eight players in the league? Who are your top seven, eight players in the league? Top seven, eight players in the league. We got Nicola. Mm-hmm. We have Giannis. Mm-hmm. We have Nicola, Giannis. LeBron. Mm-hmm. I'll put Steph up there. Mm-hmm. KD. Mm-hmm. Um. You got to say his name. You guys might not agree with me on this one, but I think when he's fully healthy, I think Anthony Davis is a top eight player in the league. Okay. You, oh, you, miss, said, you yeah, missing a couple of names that, that you just said, you just said, didn't you, wasn't the question was top seven? Yeah. Like top seven. You, you're, you're missing oh, a couple so, of names so, that I, so, so AD is outside the top eight. So AD, so AD is in the top, uh, is out the top seven. I should say, excuse me, according to you, uh, Chill. I would say so. Yeah. So what? Okay. Who, who am I missing? So where I mean, are you putting I mean, Joel Embiid? That's all I'm about to say. I, I mean, oh, I, I, yeah. I, I, and where you where you putting so Luca? 
I think, and I think, and I think DC, you and I were, no, 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 no. I think we were all lock and step with the naming of the guys because I was like, okay, yeah, this sounds good. But when I did not hear Joel and B come down your, out of your mouth, then I'm like, yeah. where is he landing on this list? Isn't this guy won MVP somewhere? If I'm not mistaken, right? This guy won MVP, right? He did. Uh, yeah, yeah, and no, he's been in yeah, the top three for the last, what, two or three years in, in voting. When healthy, I mean, as you can see, when he's doing it, nobody, nobody can stop. Even right. Joker, I mean, we love Joker, you know, world champ now. I mean, Dever, Dever had an improbable run. And he's and he as as of right now he is vaulted as the best player in the league right now. But let's not forget about it, uh, Joel Embiid, just because uh, certain guys want to be in fat suits and don't want to uh, show right. up <laughs> and, uh, and, and just want to be a to the team. But my, my point was, top the yeah. three of the top five players in the league are international players. Name me another time in NBA history where that was a fact. Because this really- is a fact. There's not. There, I, I mean, they're, they're like three of the top five NBA players are in, are, are, in, are are international uh, born guys. Right. I, it, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to uh, pull that because it sounds like man, been right now. This might be uh, we're seeing history right now. I mean, because let's let's face it, Gian, Giannis is, is 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 box office. Right. I mean, Jokic, I mean, folks are always wanting to see what Yogi's is doing. I mean, the man fought the man. The man goes to the bathroom and he's already already has ten assists. Uh, just just going to the just 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 by brushing his teeth. Right. I mean, uh, so you know he's he, you know he's an instant star. And then you got Luca. I mean, outside of most of the time Dallas's shortcomings in uh you know come playoff time, Luca's somebody that you're always want to watch because he's always bound to do something great. So yeah, you're what? right. Okay. Oh, yeah. so, let let go right let ahead. Let me just talk about that for a second. Okay. Luca is starting to fall down my list. Fall down. Yes. Why is okay, that? so is he is he still in the top ten or is he, he has to be top ten? Yeah, yeah, he's still top ten. He's What's still top point? ten. I mean, of, of course. I mean, we can. But he's trying to be a really he's trying to be a really big baby. And that okay. has nothing to do with basketball. I can't move him down for that. No. What do you what do you put Shea Gil, Gisley Alexander? What do you put him at? Because he's he averaged thirty out here. Top fifteen. He's at least top fifteen. Mm, I would say top twenty. Uh, I mean, I would say top twenty. Reason being is because I mean, when we talk about fifteen to twenty range, that's when you're including your Jalen Browns, your Jason Tatum's. You know, like that. Start. You know that that list, when you start name, rattling the guys off, that list starts to uh, get filled up. But Joe, plus, here, here, hit me out though. Yeah. How can you not put him in the top fifteen coming off a season where he's averaged thirty no, no, points? No, no. Oh, no question. No, 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 no. I'm saying he's in the top. Definitely, like in a, right there at that fridge, thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, 15. yeah. No That's question. where I'm putting no, him too. Yeah. Yeah, like he's like he's in that range, but not, you know, I would say yeah, I, I stand corrected. I would think I would think definitely Shea especially for an organization like the Thunder where. They're going to always seem like they're just, they're going they're getting better. Yeah, you know they just that's going to be plans. tough. They just announced plans of a brand new building down there for that team that's going to supposed to be completed by twenty twenty seven or somewhere around there. So I mean you know that the Thunder are here to stay and Shea Gilders Alexander is definitely a cornerstone to that franchise where you're hoping that 
we're hoping that you know he gets he's going to be in that he, he's going to have his jersey retire one day with the the Kevin to be honest with you if I were the Thunder yeah. <laughs> retire Kevin Durant's jersey you retire uh, Russ's jersey and then and before you before you know it Shea Gilgis Alexander, uh, Alexander will be a guy whose uh, jersey will be up there in the Raptors as well with the Nick Collison who just you know the, the do it all guy did they retire his jersey. They should, because, I mean, as you can say, uh, matter of fact, Kevin Durant and uh, Russ have, have, gone on, have, have gone on record and said, really, the organization, under their turn, while they were there, the person that they really looked up there to, to the most was Nick Cobb, because he up there, I mean, didn't play a lot, or when he did play, he contributed, he was a locker room guy, folks up there respected him, so, I mean, that's going to be, that's right, like, yeah, but, you know, just bringing it back. SGA is definitely a guy that is a top fifteen player. There's no question about it. And he's international. And that's what. See exactly. I mean, and, and, and there you go. So, like, you know, are are, are there where? So, so the question. Okay, let's raise the question. Who's next? Uh, born great, born American basketball. Next great. Like seriously, mm. like I. That's I, a good question. Like, I mean, because currently right now it's it's you know you you can probably say LeBron, Steph, AD, um, you know like you know just uh um, Jordan Poole. Oh God! <laughs> Jordan Poole is the next great American basketball oh, player. Oh God! Do you really believe that though? I, you know what? I think Jordan Poole can be a top twenty player next year. Absolutely. Next year. So, in saying that he's a top 20 player, do you think that the Wizards make an improvement? You think he's better than Bradley Bill? No. No. Yeah, so I, I don't see it at the end. As of right now, no. I mean, talking at the end, if we're talking at the end of next year, do you think his height is going to be higher than Bradley Bill's height? Yes. Wow. I, th- I let's put it like this. I think he'll be he'll have a better um, season than Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill's height or just next season? I would say next season he'll have a better season. Okay, I so, I kind of okay, well, agree with you on well, that. So let me. So you say what? I kind of agree so, with you so, on that. Just because Bradley Bill's on the team with a whole bunch of guys that eat the ball, so naturally his numbers are going to drop. So I I agree with you on that. You know what I can I can see that because I mean now when we talk about Bradley Beal and Phoenix for, uh, you know specifically that whole team is set up to you know somebody's going to have to take a back seat yeah you know, exactly because I mean let's face it like we all know when you know when when, when you know there's nights where Devin Booker is just going to have it you know you just got to give that man the rock you right know? And there's t- where you need an ultimate closer, and Kevin Durant has been one of those guys. Well, we've seen time and time again that he's a guy that can, can close out a game. I mean, we've seen it in, in finals, uh, you know, past finals, you know. So, uh, a guy like uh, a guy like Bradley Beal, who don't get wrong, we, we you know we respect the game. Real good guy, real good player. Seriously, in today's NBA, real good player. But to me, this is just me. And I like Bradley Beal. Don't go, don't get it twisted. But does he scream to you, superstar? No, no. 
Okay, so when we look, when we talk about Jordan Poole, going back to what you're saying, Joe, like we go, you know, when we talk about Jordan Poole having maybe a better season than uh, Bradley Beal in, you know, in Phoenix, maybe Jordan Poole could have the opportunity to have folks start forgetting about uh, Bradley Beal by having a good season, like you said, averaging 25 plus, being able to help Washington to to, to a couple wins improvement in a in an Eastern Conference where playoff spots can be had. You know, if you up there just can just you know build up a couple of wins early and then kind of stay afloat through the you know through the season play 500 ball i should say you know or a little bit below, above 500 you're going to make the playoffs in the eastern conference because i mean you know it's, it's always wide open we, we, we really do know who are the real i mean to be real with you there's probably like four teams we could probably name right yeah, now Yeah, that's true that, no for sure yeah for sure currently constructed are going to be there at the end, you know, challenging Bucks, Sixers, Celtics, Celtics, and Heat, and, and Miami. Exactly, any because because trust me, any team that 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 has Pat Riley associated with and Jimmy Butler, guys that just want it bad and they're exposed to guys that are just going to really work hard. You know, don't give a damn what type of lineup adult, you know they put out there. They're going to compete for F, you know. 48 minutes every night. The Miami Heat are always one of that one of those organizations that that you that definitely has a shot every year, no matter what. And you gotta throw Cleveland in there because I think they'll there's there. Well, you don't know, we don't know, but I, I would throw Cleveland in there too. True that, but yeah, like yeah, like okay, we throw in Cleveland too because if they if they're healthy enough, that's a team that, that you know can stay right. you know they can stay together and continue to build and make the playoffs. I'd more so put the Knicks before I put Cleveland. Stop it. Yeah, until, I, I, can't, I can't. Until until Julius Randle wants to stay consistent. Yeah. Hope, especially on that squad that they just brought in Dante DiVincenzo for, what, 50 million plus, whatever, and is able to get that, you know, and able to, to, uh, to put, uh, you know, with, with Jalen Brunson and uh, Josh Hart, like, you know, like, until the Knicks can show me consistency, just like the, them, and the, them and the Cavs are in the same boat. But I think, you know, talent-wise... Cavs have more help, talent. I think the Cavs... Yeah. Exactly, DC. I think the Cavs have more talent than the Knicks. Went healthy. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I think the Cavs have more talent. Maybe the Knicks were a little better coached last year than the Cavs. And, and the Cavs were a little banged up, but... Yeah, I think the Cavs have more talent. Cavs have more did, talent than Knicks. And didn't they just <laughs> Donovan Mitchell? I can see that. But. Yeah, Donovan yeah. Mitchell. And, and didn't they just sign um, what's his face, Max Struess? They got Max Struess got- now. They're deep, bro. So yeah, they spread. You know, now that now maybe some three. You know, they're able to really shoot the three ball a little bit better now. And plus, with and also, I mean, a guy like you know uh, Jared Allen uh, is a guy that in today's NBA is the perfect center. You know, as a guy that's going to, you know, like, um, like uh, Jaron Collins once said about JaVale McGee, he's a vertical spacer. That's right. a guy in in uh, Cleveland that can definitely do that. Uh, okay, let me ask you this question about Jared Allen. I think he has a very unique he, – he's a unique – I like the guy. But do you think some would consider him too nice? Too nice? Hmm. In the – 
gay. Um, do you talk about just as a player? A little soft. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought you were saying. Uh, on that team, maybe not. If you if you if you made him your like one B, then yeah, you can't roll with him. But he's so because you have you have Mobley, Mitchell, and and uh, um, his name is escaping me right now. But you have three players. Oh, uh, Darius Garland. Darius Garland. Jesus Christ. So you have Darius Garland, uh, Donovan Mitchell, and Mobley. He's like fourth on the pecking order. You don't need him to be um, uh, uh, have a mean streak or anything like that. He just does his job. That's all you need him exactly. to do at that point. He's like so, their loony almost. Yeah, exactly, say, exactly. Say, uh, uh, exactly. Like, don't get it wrong. We, you know, loony loony eats for free every every damn where he pleases around here and for what for what he's done for what he's done for this organization and throwing his body around and, and, and you know so. But he's not a mean guy. I mean, he doesn't seem like a real intimidator. But right. today, again, today's NBA that Jared Allen is perfect for the uh, for that team. Same with uh, same with uh, Robert Williams in Boston. Right. Robert Williams is not an intimidator, but he's a guy that definitely you need to know where he is around the basket because he's good for block shots, tip ins, rebounds, all that good stuff. I mean, same with Jared Allen. He's got like you know he's a guy that that's in that same milk. Um, so. Uh, and then plus, like I said, like I think we kind of alluded to it that they, uh, today's NBA isn't as physical as yeah. it used to, as it used to be because I mean guys are a lot more you know are, you know calls are called a lot tighter now. Guys are not you know throwing you know guys who are flying through the air and slamming them to the ground anymore. <laughs> so that NBA play has been outlawed. So, I mean, the game isn't as physical as it once was. So there were, I mean, so if you really want to be, if you want to keep it 100, like there aren't, you know, the game is, there's not too many, there, probably there ain't there many enforcers. And I think that's what uh chill was trying to get, uh, was, was alluding to that, that there aren't, there aren't that many enforcers. Like, you know, don't go to the, in the paint because that guy is there. You know, th- those guys don't really, exist anymore like that by design i think that's by design because i don't think the nba wants that and you're right and it is by design so yeah. yeah no you guys make sense uh i get it i get it you guys make total sense perfect sense see sober chill fucking sucks <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy too because uh i mean you know it's so funny you you um you you know you're talking about like just uh, Jared Allen being soft because a guy like um, um, God, he was, I just had him on the tip my uh, on the tip my tongue. Oh, um, uh, Serge Ibaka. Oh yeah, that's why Serge Ibaka. Yeah, you know, into, you know, was a guy that wasn't an intimidator, but you needed you were you remember you needed to make sure you knew where he was at around, especially on the defensive side of the ball, right? Okay. He'll come out of nowhere with a block or something like that, or 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 mean ass box out with one of those, you know, one of those real sharp elbows that just gets under the rib cage and you know gets you out of your, you know makes you think twice and you know he'll he'll squeeze in there. Same with a, a guy like Al Horford, but you know, like you know, like, like the NBA today does do not have those enforcers, you know, yeah. but. They do still have teams still do, and it's still you know the the game is still about height. 
So you're always going to have a guy that's going to be in the 6'11", seven foot range, seven foot plus range on your yeah. team. But and you're going to naturally think that he's supposed to be an enforcer, right? Because he's the tallest guy out there on the court. But he's probably shooting threes out there, honestly. Which is disgusting. <laughs> we can have a whole conversation, separate conversation about that. Because trust me, the game to me still. Is dominated inside the paint with the easy buckets, and if they up there can't stop you because they up there fouling so much, go to the line, knock those down, get those guys in the foul trouble, and all of a sudden you look up, you up there win the game by like ten plus points. Okay, I got one off question for you guys. Could just say yes or no on this one. Okay. Does Carl Anthony Towns shoot too many threes? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And with that, I think we should we should pivot. Uh, chill. I know you got some some time restrictions going on. Yeah, I'll go ahead and get off. I'll let y'all talk that little football that y'all want to talk about. <laughs> Men in the in you, the tight pants. You can you can you can, you can escape it this week, but you can't escape it forever, buddy. <laughs> Just know that yeah. you can't escape it forever. <laughs> You're gonna have to talk some football. But yeah, yeah, All chill. Right, signing off, y'all. Signing off. Y'all hold it down, P.O.P. All right, chill. All right, Joe's me and you now. And me and you are going to talk Rams 49ers big game this week. Sure. How are you feeling about it? Because there's there's a weird optimism about just I, I haven't really felt this in a while that Hey, we just we got this. We got the quarterback. We got the team. It's com- the team's complete. There's no worries, and that's the first time I think that we faced the Rams or just any team in general where it's like there's no worries. Are you a little concerned about that? I mean, you know, when, when it comes down to it, you know, I I, I am confident that this team can uh, to win, but it is going to be tough because this is a divisional game, and uh, you know, when it right. comes down, to, it gets weird. Sometimes, you know, yeah, right. It is weird, but I mean. Uh, both teams are one and one and all, and I and I and I'll say this too: the the Niners, the Rams winning up in Seattle, um, or what? Yeah, what do you get up up there in Seattle? The Niners already took notice that the Rams, yeah. were, you know, won. so I mean, they, you know, as soon as they took care of business in Pittsburgh, thirty to seven, over a team where, like I said, it's still the jury's still out on them, but a lot of folks are ready to bury them, but. Uh, the Niners just went, you know, went into Pittsburgh and just absolutely uh, just dominated. But uh, they saw a Rams team that, you know, they still have a quarterback, Matthew Stafford. They were able to, uh, they were able to still uh, have a good pass rush with uh, with Aaron Donald. So this team's gonna, you know, this team is going to be prepared uh, for Sunday. But it's going to be great because uh, the Niners. I mean, the game is at SoFi, and a lot of folks, a lot of Niner fans are going in to make that trip, and they have turned that place into Levi's South. They've, they've actually dubbed it Levi's South. So this team, this team, uh, I'm really prepared. Uh, I'm really confident that as long as they, you know, continue to play clean football, which they did in the game against the uh, against uh, Pittsburgh, where they didn't really uh, they didn't turn over the ball, they didn't uh, right. have like, stupid penalties, but they still have some penalties clean it up, but as long as they didn't turn over the ball, they played efficient, uh, efficient on offense. The defense played sound, got the got the got the offense ball, the the ball back, and the offense uh, converted on the opportunities by scoring points. As long as this team continues to play clean, button up football, 
they're going to win this game. And they're going to win this game uh, um, pretty uh, pretty handily because, yeah. again, when you have a guy like um, uh, Brock Purdy, who, who, to me, again, I'm not a big guy about arm, you know, arm strength and he needs to throw the ball out the stadium. He looked fine on Sun uh, last week in week one. And, and, he, and when does Kyle Shanahan's system call for that? I think that's a, what exactly. a lot of people are like forgetting. When does Kyle Shanahan want a quarterback to just throw it 50 yards down the field? Drop back and throw it, uh, right, throw it 50 yards. If the opportunity is there, I mean, hey, maybe maybe they take a shot downfield. But for the most part, Kyle Shanahan's offense from the quarter, from the, you know, what he's actually the quarterback is to get the ball out to the open guy, to the receivers on the run. Get, you know, make the smart throw and let the and let the and let the playmakers do their thing. Because I mean, let's face it, that's what Brock Purdy did on right. Sunday, getting him and Brandon Ayuk, who who I think I think Brock Purdy's gonna get Brandon Ayuk paid. I mean, let's be yeah. real about it. He's gonna get that guy paid because Brandon Ayuk just looked like he was just a stud out Elite. there. Yeah, so and that's why I think, you know, the Niners, you know, especially with, you know, again, the defense uh, play exceptional, absolutely exceptional. A limit the limit the Steelers to their first, you know, to uh, to one first down, but like you know, about a minute and a half uh, before uh, halftime, like they were they were all over the field. Fred Warner was like shot out of the cannon at one point when he t- when he just absolutely destroyed um, um, Najee uh, uh, Najee Harris. Yeah, yeah, I remember that play. That, that, I mean, he just. I mean the, the the gap opened in the in the line and and, and uh, Fred Warren just shot right through it. So uh, Steve Wilkes' guys look really good and and I think they're going to be able to uh, you know continue the same against a Rams team that um, you know that, that it kind of you know kind of has you know is banged up. They're either without Cooper Cup already, who's who's uh, who's one of the first four games. Because uh, he's on the IR with the hamstring, but Puka Nakua had, you know, was 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 their future receiver. Do you believe in that? Do you believe that he? Do you think Cooper? Because what that looked like, and I don't. This is one game, but that sure. looked like Cooper Cup is a product of the system and not just him being an, an immense talent. Do you think they could well, just find someone who could just plug and play and replicate that type of production? Well, yeah, I mean, maybe a guy like uh, Sean McVay is showing you that maybe his offense for a receiver's uh, standpoint that it is like that because, I mean, uh, it's funny you say – it's funny that you bring that up because I just thought about it. Like Kyle Shanahan's offense, it seems like they can just plug and play a, a quarterback. Right. <laughs> right? I mean, it almost goes – draws back to the old man, uh, Mike Shanahan. Right. Real with you with the running backs it seemed like Denver you know uh, was up there turning out thousand yard uh, uh, running backs on the on, uh, you know year in and year out the Atlantis Garys the Ruben Drones I mean one in you know one spot year like like for real it just seemed like their offense you know going back to the Rams it just seemed like yeah you're right I mean maybe they were able to take a guy uh like a Puka Nakua who had what 10 targets um, no, I think he had 15 targets. Excuse me, 15 targets. Excuse me, and, and you know, and the guy that just looked like he was just um, unguardable out there, out there on the field. And so, I think maybe the Rams' offense does, you know, could do that. So the 49ers definitely knows that they, uh, you know, a guy like him, he can, uh, he can, he can, uh, he can, he can be a cause a problem. 
so they, they like I said, they just need to play button up football. Um, they're gonna go home. They're gonna go and uh, you know play in their uh, their home reds. It's already been announced. Yeah, that's uh, I, you. You feel like that's a troll job by the Niners? <laughs> that's um, leaning leaning into the Levi South. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny that they do that because you know, four days later, they actually have their home opener against the, against right. the Giants. Uh, so, um, they, you know, maybe the Rams. I, I didn't see anywhere where the Rams announced that they're going to go with their road whites. Right. You know, what I'm so, you know, uh, you know, that just shows you that you know, Kyle Shanahan, you know, this team who's won eight straight. Um, against the Rams, uh, feel real confident about going down uh, to a place where their fans travel. I mean, that's one thing about this rivalry. I mean, it, like I said, it's still the NFC West. I don't give it. You know, I don't really care if you know the 49ers are one eight straight. You still got to go out there and play the game. Right. The good, like I said, the good thing about this rivalry is that you know it's it's a short distance. Jump on a Southwest flight. Maybe they eventually become a sponsor of this podcast, right? <laughs> uh, uh, but you know, it's a short flight. Get down there. Cheap flight and, too. Uh, Southwest is yeah. cheap. Really affordable. Right. Exactly. And then, of course, this is the only. You know, this is the this is the first time that you'll see uh, the Rams because you won't see them again until at the end of the year when uh, you know possibly you know you got hopefully by then you're you got everything wrapped up where you got a, a first round buy and. And the and the road to the NFC to the Super Bowl comes through Levi's, but yeah, I'm ready. I believe this team is uh is is, is going to you know play uh they're going to play better football on Sunday against a team that that trust me again that that looks like they may be their chief competition because if Seattle um looks like they did in the fourth quarter or in the second half against uh, the Rams the rest of the year, yeah. that team's man and and that's just and, and that's just just being real and i expected that last year i have I have friends who are Se- uh seahawks fans and i was telling them yeah they, they're off to a hot start but i just watched them and i'm not amazed this is geno smith we're talking about he's not a young quarterback who just has untapped potential he just it was bound to, the Cinderella story was bound to end at some time and i think this is closer I don't think they're that bad, but this is a little closer to who they are than okay. they were last year, in my opinion. I don't think that they're they have talent. Don't get me wrong, they have talent. They're right there. But if your quarterback is Geno Smith, you're you're hovering your your ceiling to me is like a ten and and, and seventeen. Like you, you no. You you you're a couple lucky breaks from ten and seven, and a couple of unlucky breaks from being seven to ten. You know what? And 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 I agree. And let's be real about it. Like they, you know, we've seen it where you don't want to get into that zero and two, zero and three hole. Yeah. And, yeah. and you're right. Like Geno Smith, you know, got paid. Got paid this off season. Right. You know, off of what he, you know, what, you know, career basically across the board years that he had uh, last season, um, but this year they played, a, you know, they they opened up against a division rival and and did not look good in the four, in the second half. Where I looked up, they they showed a stat. I think they had like you know what, three yards of offense in the second. Yeah, half. it was nasty. Exactly. You can't. You you come on now. You do not. You you not. You can't do that and expect to win. So, um, 
so again, like Geno Smith, uh, I, you know, I, I just think that that team they've got play, they've got young, fresh talent. I mean, I, you know, Jackson Smith and, and Jigba looks like he's going to be a player. Of course, they drafted Terrence Walker last year. They drafted a good couple of offensive linemen that they immediately started. So, I mean, you don't want to. You know, after one week, you don't want to, you know, tell a team that it's, you know, it's curtains. But I mean, as you, you know, ask the Minnesota Vikings. You're down, oh, you're, you know, you're an, o, you're an O and two football team where you're just turning over the ball left and right. Right. You're just honestly, that team, you know, in the Minnesota Vikings are going to be a team that you look up. That you look up, they're going to be a good fantasy football team, like. Kirk Cousins going to throw right. They have three fantasy-relevant receivers last night. Right. And a loss. <laughs> and lost. I mean, that, that's just because they just, was able, you know, they just went ahead and just turned over the ball left and right. If they would have if they would have been able to, you know, um, protect the football, Philadelphia doesn't win that game. That's just right. I mean, that, that is a fact. And I did the math. They That's a that's a 10-point swing. It is exactly the uh, the, Je- the Justin Jefferson. Um, you know, I, I, I you know what? I'm not mad at him at that because he owned up to it. He was trying to get us yeah. to score. I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan. He was trying to, you know, he was he was trying to uh, do a lot because, I mean, let's face it, uh, he was having uh, he was having a ball game, but uh, they just couldn't. Uh, they, you know, they just couldn't stop anybody. Like uh, uh, DeAndre Swift had a. a Buck, you know, a buck oh, seven. A yeah, five. that was kind of embarrassing because t- there was a point where they just ran, ran, ran. I don't. I think they passed the ball maybe one time in the third quarter. I mean, because there was a point where, excuse me, there was a time where uh, off- first-year offensive coordinator uh, Brian Johnson uh, said, "You know what, my quarterback, there, you know, we couldn't move the ball up in the field, so I'm going to just take it out of his hand and just lean on the risk yeah. on the running game." And as you saw, the running game was cooking. Uh, Does that concern you, though? About so, when you say that the road to the Super Bowl goes to Levi, does that because the the one main competition for that happening is the Eagles, and from what we saw, they do not look like last year's Eagles. No, and they don't. And honestly, like I said, it's the early part of the season. But I mean, teams like it, again, we pro football is the one sport where it's, it's just not it's not college. Style points do not matter. You get you get the W right. Mm-hmm. They're two and zero. Oh. They have not played. Of course, they have not played their best ball. I mean, Jalen uh, Hurts has you know has definitely did not does not look like a pre you know a uh, an MVP. Uh, favorite you know in the, in the first two games that as he did at, you know the first quarter of pretty much all last season uh so they have they're two and oh they've lead and they show that if the if the passing game you know doesn't you know isn't working you know he up there had three total touchdowns two on the ground one you True. know one through the end, that interception but he's still accounted for three three scores if the right, he's. I mean, the Eagles have shown like if the run, if the if the passing game isn't uh, isn't up to snuff, uh, we can go ahead and lean on the running game where it looks like DeAndre Swift uh, is running hard. We give a guy, give him the guy, you know, the, he's the guy that we can give the mail to whenever we need 
to get it started. But also, but also, I'll say this to uh, DC. Minnesota just can stop it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was just going to ask you, do you think they can get away with that with an elite team? Because you have to do that. If Because if, all Minnesota was doing was showing cover zero and dropping back in coverage. And that was confusing Jalen Hurts. Or at least confusing the offensive coordinator. They have a new offensive coordinator. So maybe that was confusing him. But they couldn't throw the ball. And that's all the Minnesota was doing was show cover zero and drop back in coverage. Mm. You know what I mean? mean, No, no, no. I hear what you're saying. Definitely. And that definitely was a uh, factor in uh, Jalen Hurst not playing well. But um, I I really believe that Minnesota just, you know, what their problem was, they were not, they were not getting any type of, uh, you know, push up, uh, a really a real push to to Jalen Hurts outside of or really stopping a run. I mean, De- DeAndre Swift was just out here slicing and dicing five I, yards a carry. Man, come on! The defense piercing Minnesota's defense. I mean, which was already suspect to begin with coming into the season, but right. I mean, you think <laughs> your new or you think under a new defensive coordinator Brian uh, uh, Brian Flores that it would it would actually uh, improve, but. They were having the same problem stopping the run. So I think, like I said, Minnesota, uh, Philadelphia, um, they're two and zero. Even though they don't look like the Super Bowl, you know, the representative of the you know the of the NFC in the Super Bowl. Yeah, they're they're still two and zero, and they are showing you that you know that they are expected to be uh, heard from before the season you know is over. So uh, I just think you know I I just think Minnesota um, that was a personnel thing. I don't because Brian Flores. I think he's a really good defensive coach, and he's proved that in Miami. And he stopped yeah. one facet of their offense. They couldn't throw the ball at all. Like, they hit a couple of big plays, but they could not throw the ball. Them not but, being able to stop the run, that was personnel. You know what? And, and then, I mean, you raised some, val- some very good points. You definitely have raised some very, very good points. Like, I think I think when it comes down to it, Brian Flores just, uh, I mean, if you, if you look at his defense, they – he played him just like he played uh, Lamar Jackson right. you, uh, probably about a year or two ago, when, or two years ago when he was the Dolphins head coach. Uh, a lot of cover zero, uh, blitz. I mean, forced Lamar Jackson to make a quick decision, get the ball out of his hands. And, I mean, Jalen Hurts, the touchdown he threw to, uh, to Devontae Smith, he did, you know, step up, you know, he did, you know, was was was, was staring down a, uh, the barrel of a gun rifle. And... <laughs> the ball but minnesota that was that was that was their uh cover zero and i mean one-on-one no safety back there you know as, as long as you're just able to you know to the last second for the quarterback at the last second get rid of the ball and find a guy you know just throw it up the guy runs under it and that's six um you know so he you know so so jalen hurts you know definitely de- didn't that hasn't looked you know like the mvp count you right. know Contender he was last year, but this year definitely, uh, you know, this year it's going to be tough because again, you are the team that represents the NFC and the Super Big Bowl. bullseye. People are looking, you know, are coming for you and they're trying to give you your best shot. But I just don't like the fact that I'll say this and I'll turn it over to you. 
I just don't like the fact that they almost gave up that game last night. Oh, you know, right. It felt like I was watching that game and it felt over. But Minnesota scored a touchdown. They were down six. They were down six points. And they were on the verge of tying or taking the lead in that game if they could have just played. If they could have just stopped the run. Because Philadelphia couldn't pass the ball. If you could just get a stop on third down. You could have got the ball back, and Philadelphia wasn't going to stop you. They couldn't guard. They couldn't guard the receivers. It was always somebody open, whether no it was question. Addison, Osborne, or Jefferson. Somebody you could have hit somebody, or Hawkinson. They have a dominant that, passing game. How about that, how about that touchdown uh, catch by uh, by Jordan Addison? I just went up, you know, right. Josh Job just absolutely just overplayed it. Yeah, I mean, he did. You know, but but Addison, who who they drafted, you know, to 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 actually, you know, help out Justin Jefferson, you know, get a guy that can go over the top and get get open. And he's uh, doing he, that. <laughs> he is doing it. So that's why Minnesota, you know, it's it's kind of tough to zero and two right now in a, in a division where it's so wide open now. I mean, the the Lions are, you know, they're they're one and zero, but they but Seattle go, you know, plays the Lions uh, this Sunday. Uh, that's going to be a much closer game than what they did with the Rams. No question about it. No question about it. Because again, and it's all like I said, it's the, it's the Lions' home opener after what they did a couple of days, you know, a week and a half ago in Kansas City by beating the uh, the, the reigning world champs on uh, on on, kick, on kickoff uh, Thursday. Uh, th- th- that place in Detroit, yeah, Ford Field is going to be just you know just loud. It's going to be real noisy. Um, Seattle is a, is a squad that you know that that, that, that needs this win. Like, like, let's face it, they get down. Uh, they, they're zero two. The NFC, you know, it, it's it is wide open, but they face the it, NFC East too. You can't go down zero two, and you got the NFC East on your schedule, right? Yeah, a team like uh, the Commanders who play the uh, the Cardinals. Uh, excuse me, who play? Uh, oh my God, and the AFC they, South. <laughs> I mean yeah. North. You yeah, face like, FC North too. You so, can't go so, down too. Yeah, Seattle definitely needs this win, and and the and the Lions is going to be a team that wants to prove that that week one win against the uh, against the Chiefs wasn't a fluke. So they're you know it's going it, it should make for a good matchup, uh, and so that's why that's why it's going to be interesting to see how the Seahawks are able to bounce back. And uh, if they can get a win in uh, in Detroit, because if they don't, it's gonna it's, it's yeah get up in a hurry. This season could get ugly really fast for them. I do think they'll put up a. I can't call that they'll win the game, but I don't think Detroit is as good as beating the Chiefs, and I don't think the Seahawks are as bad as losing by double digits to the Rams. Because I don't think the Rams are going to be a good team this year. Week no, one is like an aberration. Like I don't really put too much into week one because look at the the Bengals that's not the Bengals they're not gonna they're play they'll probably have another never another game like that this season like they had against the Browns okay I, I, I can agree yeah so I can't put too much in week one results but with that said I think the Seahawks there's a chance that they could lose and if they lose that game it's gonna be ugly for the rest of the season I mean, again, it comes down to court, and you really, really, really uh, to be real with, real with you. It needs to come, it's going to come down to back play because I mean, Bobby Wagner 
on defense last week had like 19 tackles. He had 19 so, tackles. I have him on my fantasy team. He had 19 tackles. Uh, oh, my God. So, that guy, that guy, yeah. Uh, that guy you know, just comes back and you know helps out with that defense. Uh, with like I said, with with Seattle, they just need to uh, they, they clean up some of the mistakes. Yeah, uh, you know, you know, you know, wake up in the you know, make sure that you know sustain drives. I mean, you can't you can't go. You know, like I said, you cannot be in the second half and and only have three yards of uh, total offense. That just as not against the Rams defense. I just don't think their defense is that Rams- good. And that's kind of like embarrassing that you only have three yards of total offense. No, and and, it is, and again, the Rams defense outside of Aaron Donald, I mean, patchwork, right? Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not tripping. I feel like the Rams defense is patchwork, and for them to put together a, a scheme to only limit a team that we feel like in the in like the fantasy community, we feel like they have three relevant receivers. Which I don't agree with, but they have a three fantasy relevant receivers. You limit them to three yards. Their defense is not that good. I can't. I can't. I can't see that. No, you're right. No, and and again, like that's why Seattle. That's why this game's important uh, for them. As you said, the the Lions home opener. Uh, they're going. You know, they're looking to you know to continue to sh- uh, show that they are. You know, that game. In, in uh, Kansas City, the win, you know, the big win on the road uh, was uh, a misnomer. Like they're looking to show that they're competing, and, and if they're able to get a, a conference win again, this might come down to, you know, later on down the season, depending on playoff position. And like this might be one of those games where, uh, where you know, it's a co- it's a conference game. So you you know, so yeah. you definitely want to have that tiebreaker for Seattle with the win, but. They're going to have their work cut out for them against a, a Lions team that uh, uh, that has uh, Jared Goff, who is uh, who is just has not turned over the ball. And, you know, has like not, his like 395 straight uh, passes without an interception. It's like the third longest streak in NFL history right now. So, uh, and you know, he's he's going to be uh, he's going to really you know be protecting the ball. The Lions uh, defense actually played well. Um, yeah, they're much improved. Their secondary is much improved. Much improved, so that's why it's going to be kind of tough for Geno Smith to uh, and the and the uh, and the Seahawks to really uh, and, you know they're going to have their work. Excuse me, they're going to have their work cut out for them. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. You know, I and DFS and fantasy, I really got my eye on that game. I think it's going to be a shootout, but now that we've talked about it, I don't know if that's going to be a shootout. The D, the Detroit no. Lions defense is pretty good. And and the Seahawks defense on paper is pretty good too. They they shouldn't allow too much, but that those offenses both supposed to be dynamic. And I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what that game's going to be. That's like a toss up. I mean, it's going to be a toss up, but again, I guess it's going to, you know, if if, if the Seahawks are going to be a team that's going to be heard from win and uh and split the game you know and, and just split the or just have the tiebreak over the lines because the lions are uh to me or on a uh you know the way it's shaping out is going to be the lions and the, and the packers are going to probably yeah. win you know battling in the nfc north bears don't got it vikings i don't know vikings could come up man well we'll see i'm not I counting mean, them out yet well, well like i said we'll see they got a tough uh they got a tough couple of games coming up and so we'll 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 see. 
we will definitely see. But right as of right now, early prognostications, early preseasons are showing that it looks like it's going to be the Packers and the uh, and the Lions are going yeah. to be uh, competing for the uh, for the North uh, for the NFC North. Prime. And not to go too deep into that, I watched that Bear because I'm really invested in that game in the Packers and and the Bears. I'm not too sold on the Packers just yet. And that's why I feel like the Vikings still have a shot in that division. I'm not too sold on the Packers just yet. They have a good defense. That offense, though, is something. I don't know. There's something like the Bears are bad. I didn't know they were. I thought they made the the necessary moves to make improvement. They still look bad. So that might be coaching. But I'm not sold on the Packers yet. So I think the Vikings still have a like a window to come back in that division and take that division, but the, the Lions will look really good, so I don't know if that's possible. And I think it's only one team coming out of the, that division for a playoff spot. So these games are really big for everybody. No, no question about it. And and I mean that's why that's why the NFC, you know, it's it's gonna it's such a wide open conference and because it's gonna be tough tough competition all the way. Right, right. All right, well, you got anything else? No, I mean, let me. You know, like I said, uh, I, I think the Niners are going to hold on, and uh, pull, I, I, I'm predicting about a, I'm predicting 27, 27, uh, 27, 14, I was thinking, yeah, something like that. that. Uh, like I said, protect, need to protect the ball. Uh, give it to Chris McCaffrey. Let Brandon Ayuk just and Debo Samuel just throw uh, hellacious blocks out there in the running game, and you know maybe a couple of good, uh, another couple of you know maybe one or two more uh, touchdowns. George Kittle, you know maybe get a couple of uh, get a little bit of love, but continue to play. You know, continue to play. Like I said, continue to play uh, button up football and. And uh, and uh, get two and zero, uh, and and remember and remain one of the uh, you know amongst the class of the NFC because the Cowboys are uh, you know they're they got, coming, you know, they're, they're coming, coming. <laughs> and the Eagles two and zero even with the loss. So, and that's what that's and not not to go too deep into that either, but the way the Eagles look now, I've seen a lot of fans saying, "Oh, Niners got it, Niners got it." The Eagles are not going to look like this December third. That's a long time from now. They have a lot of time to figure out what their identity is going to be with this new coordinator. So don't get too excited about facing the Eagles Niners fans. They're not going to look like that December 3rd. So let's not get too carried away. That's a really good team. They have a really good offensive line. They got offensive weapons. Defense is still that. They have these rookies. I wasn't sold on them, but they look good, man. I can't lie. They look really good. So let's not get too carried away with the, with the Eagles takes. Yet, but the Cowboys, I think that's coming up. Niners could get that, they could take this game. And my prediction for the score of the Niners game, I would say 31 31 13. Yeah, that, that's, a, that, that's a good that's a good score. 31 13. Then you turn around and face the Giants. Giants, I don't think they're as bad as that 40 0 loss. I think it was just a couple of bad breaks, and it's just. They lost it early, and the motivation was gone. They're still a decent team. I don't think they're as good as their playoff run they had last year, but they're a decent team. So, I think Niners go three and zero. Niners go three and zero, man. You know, and like I said, it's a short week. That's why they like, go down there, take care of business, and then come home to prepare for uh, the Giants on a short week. 
Yeah, so we're we're looking good. I I feel like we're looking good. You got the Cardinals and the Cowboys. So the Niners have two not too troublesome games on paper before you get the Cowboys. But I think we're going to be looking at an undefeated Cowboys team versus an undefeated Niners team Sunday Night Football. Mm-hmm. And that should be fun. That should be fun. No, and, I, and, I, and, uh, and like I said, week five is, is week five is where the game is, uh, is, is folks looking forward to. But you got to get past this. You got to get these ones first. Yeah, you got to get these ones first. There's no easy game in football, especially with how the scheduling is. And three games in 11 days, I think, I believe it is. It's not going to be easy, but they're a pretty deep team, so we'll, we'll see. But 31-13, believe me. 31-13, that's what I'm putting my money on. Alright. Like, that, I think that's I mean, that is a that's, that's, a, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a that's a safe prediction. Yeah, thirty-one, thirteen, man. But all right, yes, sir. All right, man. All right, I think we'll end it right there, ladies and gentlemen. This is a shooter shoot show. We're going to end it right now. Come visit us next week. See if we were right in our predictions. <laughs> I'm your boy DC. I'm Joe Hawks, man. And this is a shooter shoot show. See you next week. Thank you. Special